Greetings and salutations. Welcome back to What Do You Watch, a geek culture podcast. This is episode number 10. Indeed, boys, after taking a couple of weeks off for various vacation-related reasons and whatnot, we're back for our biggest episode yet, I think. <laughs> of course, my name is Max, and as always, I'm joined by the Ash to my Pikachu, my good friend Mayhal. Hey, what's new with you, Mayhal? It's been a while. Ash to the Pikachu? What? You are the Ash to my Pikachu. <laughs> I'm your Pikachu. Pika. Max follows you around. <laughs> I, he just I, doesn't I, know it. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to trying to correlate the two. I still don't understand, <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess so. Sure. I mean, I, you can't, Max. You can't make Pokemon references. Uh, I you're, can. No, you're a seasonal Pokemon player. Yeah, but, uh, it's fine. That's totally fine. I just got the new legendary today. I don't Zancian? even know his name. Yeah, Zancian. Yeah. Yeah. See, the, the sword guy. Don't even know the name. <laughs> Whatever. It's a or colorful main shame. Yeah. Then they also got to get Wulu. I got yes. that uh, yellow caterpillar thing. That thing. Oh, is. yes. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Useless. Useless. You gotta, <laughs> the, the only important thing that come out is Wulu. That's it. Okay. Go Squavit, the squirrel. Dude, that squirrel uh, is cute, man. It's I so know. chubby and shit. <laughs> yeah. Squirrels can go to hell. So mean. Damn. What have you been up to, uh, Mayhal, the last couple of weeks? Uh, literally nothing. <laughs> Not all of us are privileged enough to go on vacation. So boring. <laughs> Jesus. What do you mean so boring? So, I guess just, do? so just work, I guess, and, and Pokemon Go probably. No, I haven't been playing Pokemon Go that hardcore. I okay. just turn I just we just wake up, catch the first catch of the day, and then go on with my day. I mean, I have all the I have most of the legendaries, so it's not worth doing raids. That's true. That's true. Mm. You're a vet. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you know, work come back watch tv the routine Re- as it were repeat yeah of course of course all right well and of course with us this week as usual is the one and only indigo heartthrob himself my <laughs> handsome friend tino hey good max you, tino good to see you too how's everything uh everything's better now better now we'll get to that it, it was a, a rambunctious couple of weeks for me but uh, first oh, wow. tell me what's been going on with you <clears throat> nothing really same like mayhow i've been kind of just taking it easy enjoying whatever remains of summer uh it's kind of depressing thinking about having to go back to school and back into like my routine which i've been kind of like enjoying having some downtime with this summer but you know just trying to make the most of it i'm playing a few games on my switch that i haven't gotten around to so link's awakening the remake oh yeah so good liking yeah (laughs) by the way that game might be the best Zelda game of all time. I'm just saying, like, oh damn, a, a Link to the Past is obviously the best, the best one. Whoever says a Korean of time doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. But uh, this, a Link to the Past, uh, um, which one were you saying? L- before? Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Yeah, the Game yeah. Boy one. That one has always been my second favorite. But when they remade it with nice graphics and shit, I was almost tempted to say it might be better. Yeah, I really, game. really like the work they put into it. Like the graphics are amazing it's a complete rework right like i'm I'm glad it's not just kind of like a cheap poured over or like colored in like some people weren't a fan with it because it kind of took away i guess some of the darker elements of the game yeah but i was down for the cute so nice (laughs) yeah all right and what else have you been playing i've been playing that uh god you know what crossing yeah a little bit less than usual honestly like since it came out but it's gonna be weird like sometimes i just like to throw on some music 
and cruise yeah. around in GTA. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when I'm just, I don't want to do anything per se, like even reading takes a bit of energy out of me, or I don't want to invest in a game. I'm like, you know, what? I just need to chill out. I'll just put on YouTube videos next to me and listen to them as, or podcasts or music and just drive around in GTA. And <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, baller. So, wait, so do you just get five, uh, do you just put on music and then get five stars and then pretty much. Yeah. Went around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course. The best way to do it. <laughs> yeah i never survived more than like five minutes even uh, doing time. that doing that in red dead is fun too yeah oh, yeah. yeah i read that too i was uh, at by the end when i i stopped caring about the story the last couple of weeks that's pretty much all i did <laughs> just try to escape <laughs> the law which is awesome uh yeah i've been i've been less playing less video games in the last couple of weeks i've actually playing more board games but <laughs> there's the new dlc for um ghost of tsushima that came out today yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm excited. I'm probably gonna get that um, soonish, and then delve into that. It's one of my favorite games of all time, I would say. So, yeah, I, I'm excited for that. And uh, of course, I mean, you guys might know this, but for for the people who don't, I started my three weeks vacation at the beginning of August with a nice juicy case of the shingles. Damn. And uh, yeah, I don't know what, how the fuck that happened. I was just um, <laughs> the last day. I had like a like a 15 hour day scheduled because I was working the shift and then doing inventory. And I woke up with that, that, that crap, like all over my back and underneath my arm and everything. So super uncomfortable, super painful, still went to work, did the work. It had to be done. And then, um, yeah, I just, it affected my whole first week of vacation, canceled my camping trip, all that good stuff. So, I mean, I still, you know, had fun, went to the movies with Mel, uh, watched suicide squad, which we will get to later on. But, um, at least after, like, because I caught it really early, I was able to take the meds and then get rid of it quickly enough and then still enjoy the last two weeks of my vacation as it was planned. So, you know, whatever. It is what it is. It wasn't the best way to... I'm, I'm a little sad about the camping because I, I love camping and we had to cancel both of our camping trips this summer. Uh-huh. One because of the first one in June because of the shitty weather. It was going to rain for four days. And now because of this. So it's the first year in the last decade where Mel and I won't be doing any camping Oh in, damn! In the summer, so we're both a little bummed out. But was it your first case of shingles ever? Yeah, I damn. mean, I got the chicken pox when I was a kid. So, but yeah, for those who don't know, whenever you get the chicken pox as a kid, you get the shingles like gene inside of you, and yeah. it just one day might unlock if you're under stress or like your immune system goes down for some reason. So I don't or, know. I wait, wait, no, no, wait, wait. You're forgetting the other reason. I'm sure you're gonna tell me what is it. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting old yeah man Damn. i'm old and i'm losing my hair uh no no not yet but yeah no i mean i don't know it's probably a combination of all three and then they just fucking sprouted so the good news is um it's it's only contagious for a couple of days mel was not in danger but my kids never got chicken pox so they had to stay away from me for oh days, which you know is a, kind of a blessing in disguise yeah so you, do you still get the little uh, yeah, a little bit, the little uh, electric shocks, but like, I don't have any daily pain, but like, if I've got, if I get like shivers, for example, in my back, you know, on one side, it feels normal. And the other side, it's like a little wave of fire underneath my skin. It's so it's lovely. Uh, but apparently that's going to fade away in a couple of months. So Thank God. yeah, I take, yeah, my mom had it. So it's... yeah, I'm telling myself no pain, no gain. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting through it. We're getting through it. But uh, no, the rest of the vacation was awesome. We went to the chalet and, um, you know, just, you know, a little bit of good food, alcohol, the, the pool, board games with friends. It was, it, nice. was a, it was a good time. So I can't complain. And now I'm going back to work on Monday, which um, in normal years, I was always a bummer. But I'm kind of excited now to go and 
experience the uh, the whole you know full holiday season at work. I didn't really get to delve in the last last year. I only got yeah. there at the end, so should be interesting. But let's get back to the subject at hand. Boys, I just want to say it's awesome to be back with you guys here doing the things that we enjoy doing. Great. Therefore, you know, together after some time uh, spent apart and uh, not doing a podcast for a couple of weeks. Um, and uh, I, it's crazy for me, number 10 today. When I remember when I first asked you guys if you wanted to just do this silly podcast, I didn't even think we'd get <laughs> past episode three, to be honest. I'm like, oh, we'll do it once or twice. And then, I don't know, someone's going to get bored. But today is number <laughs> 10. So... Yay us. And uh, we got a couple of really awesome guests in the meantime, and I'm sure we'll get more uh, on here soon. If for no other reason than if we don't bring back Celia soon, she'll kill us. <laughs> um, so there's that. And uh, to all of you guys listening, thank you for joining us. Another episode of our show where the three of us sit down and talk about, of, blah, blah, blah. let me rewind, talk about all things TV and movie related. This week uh, will be dedicated to the discussing of DC movies, but specifically the new Suicide Squad movie, which we all saw and uh, maybe dabble a bit into the whole DC movie universe as a result. That's going to be fun. But before we get to that, as always, we'll chat about what we've been watching this week, as well as some interesting pieces of news that caught our eye. So Tino, tell me what you've been watching. So over the past two weeks, I'm going to trim it down a bit to two of my highlights. So the other day I went and watched free guy in theaters. Oh, Oh my God. Tell me about that one. Yeah, that one was, it was really, really fun. I, I don't want to give too much away because I actually really, really enjoyed it. And I don't want to ruin the plot too much because I actually thought there was actually quite a bit to it to enjoy. It wasn't like a straight, as straightforward as I thought it was going to be. Um, there was a lot of Easter eggs for video game fans and um, yeah, for just fans of, of geek culture in general. There was just a lot of little Easter eggs hidden inside the entire movie that I loved and it just felt... I guess because Ryan Reynolds, he had a big, big part in it. I think he even mentioned even his wife, Blake Lively. But the thing about it was every time it felt like that was probably going to be the last joke, like the last yeah. gag or the or the best one in the whole movie, it always felt like it got topped. Even down to, let's say, like the last 20 minutes of the movie, they'd introduce another running gag that runs just for that last 20 minutes. But like you feel like you've, been with that gag for the last two hours you know like so it it always felt like new new things were being added that that didn't feel like it was like out of place or anything you didn't you it was almost like you didn't want it to end because you just wanted more gags to keep coming yeah um so it was it was honestly just a fun movie like nothing what's called like out of the park in terms of like you know is it the movie of the summer no but like it was really really enjoyable and i went around like a lunchtime with a bunch of you know, kids and families around me and everyone was having a great time. So I think that also helped the ambiance there too. <laughs> yeah, which is great because some movies you don't want that ambiance. You want everyone to shut up and just right. let you enjoy it. But in certain movies, I can see how it would enhance the whole thing. You know, I'm glad that you saw the movie because I just want to say like, I love Ryan Reynolds. And when I, but the trailers for that movie always seemed like it was like a nice, tame g-rated family adventure right and because it's ryan reynolds and because he's always super funny i was definitely going to see it but it's not like it drew my attention as much as other maybe big blockbusters do um and then i mean it released a couple of weeks ago or at least a full week and then slowly but surely you started to see some stuff on twitter about like the cameos and shit yeah i was like oh my god this is way cooler than i thought oh yeah uh i'm sure it's still like a 
like it's no Deadpool, right? Like it's 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 definitely more family oriented, which is totally fine. I love family movies, but right. um, I, I I'm definitely more. I love fan service, and cameos are nothing but fan service. Right. So I'm I'm down to I'm definitely down to go watch it. Yeah, it was definitely not like R rated like Deadpool, but it was PG. Like there was it was definitely you know kids would get a kick out of it, but I, there were so many jokes for even older audiences that would go over children's heads. Okay, that were like perfectly geared towards you know, the adults in the room and we, everyone was cracking up. So nice. I like that. It was good. And the other movie I watched was on Netflix. It's an older one, I think from two years ago about it's called Ma. Have you guys seen it? No, oh, but the, I, is, I mean, is, I've is, seen the, is that the one with Octavia Spencer? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Some of the, some of the shots in that movie are just so like, they look so weird where she's like listening to the kids behind the, 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 her truck and it's like a yeah. really close up of her face I'm like this is really uncomfortable <laughs> but see that's the thing because I've seen Octavia Spencer in so many different roles and to see her in a role where she's like this unhinged woman was just so fun to me the movie wasn't let's say like an amazing horror film or even thriller but it just her in the role was just hilarious like I was actually laughing along throughout the entire the entire film Max do you know the basic premise no basically it's that these kids are this girl moves to a small town in the states and she meets this group of friends and they like to party or whatever she wants to fit in so they make her ask people outside of a convenience store for booze and she ends up asking this octavia spencer's character ma so she fulfills it she gets the kids the booze but asks them to follow her back to her place and party in her basement so that they can be under her supervision or whatever in, in the end, you end up seeing, like, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but then you start to get the sense that, like, this lady is really into partying with these children, which is just creepy on its own level. Yeah. <laughs> but then around there, it kind of, like, evolves into, like, more of a study of, like, her character. And, but I don't know, it was just, it was just funny to me because it was Octavia Spencer, you know? Yeah, yeah. I so expect... it's a, is it, like, a thriller or? Yeah, I would say it's definitely not horror, but what's like it's definitely like a suspense thriller, or it's, or it's meant to be. I I was straight up laughing. Yeah, I was gonna say, but it's like half comedy since you were laughing your ass off. It seems. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's unintentional uh, comedy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, interesting. All right, well, that's good. two good viewings. Mayhal, what about you? What you've been watching? Honestly, I'm trying to think about what I've been watching, but I can't. Yeah, dude, I had to list it before we started because it's been a while. So, and I'm sure no. I forgot some shit. It's not even that. Like, me Your and life Sam is so been... boring. You haven't watched anything. No, me and me and Sam have been rewatching Bones. Okay. Um, I've watched it before, like multiple times, but Sam hasn't watched it. She saw the first couple episodes, and now she's hooked. She's watching it right now. Yeah, I uh, I she, like she... the show, but uh, once once Sweets leaves the show, let's just say, uh, I was done. It was like fuck mm-hmm. this show. Yeah. No, but, but yeah. um. What actually I've been doing a lot actually is um I haven't been really been watching but um it's at work I always need something in the background at work I mean it's how I it's how I function I need like ambient noise or music or something especially like when I was when I'm studying or something so I work I listen to podcasts I've been listening to a bunch of like true crime podcasts for like the past like almost year since quarantine started Not I don't know why it's just it's just fun to listen to. So I started listening to one where they I listened to one called Crime Junkies. Mm-hmm. 
essentially, like they just do these weird true crime stuff that nobody really it doesn't really make big head, head headlines. So it's like the smaller ones. But they reference one huge case and she goes, yeah, this is what this podcast missed. And then after I'm like, OK, let me go to that podcast. And that was like, I think, 11 episodes of like almost an hour each. Finished that in like a day. I was like, I need to finish this. <laughs> no, but the case was really fucked up because at the end of the day, you're like, hmm, is this guy actually guilty or not? OK, OK. Damn. It piqued your interest. Yeah, no, it's it's very interesting. Even I think the the crime happened in uh, uh, 1999, and he, to this day he's still fighting it. No oh, shit, he's Wasn't been there in, a yeah. bunch of those on Netflix that like revived all these old cases and like got the public interested in them again and making yeah. people question if they actually did it or not. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what happened. Like this uh, reporter, the the other one. The first one, that, the second one that I listened to was Serial. Apparently it was super popular. I haven't, I never heard of it until Crime Junkies. And I started listening. So I was like, huh. But like, she explained everything. And even at the end, she's like, listen, I'm not going to say like, you know, if I think he did it or not, but these are the facts and this is what was done. The, essentially, the crime boils down to like, he was the boyfriend of the girl, ex-boyfriend of the girl who was murdered. Mm-hmm. Some dude said, "Yeah, he killed her," and the cops legit just went with it. Wow, what? Yeah, it's like, not even that hard to believe. Unfortunately, it's yeah, it's there's a lot of things that are like, again, I'm not gonna say like he didn't do it either, but like the fact that they just went to his, listen to his, you know, own like not uh, listen to some random, not random dude, his friend's testimony, and then just ran with it, and they just sort of made it fit like. Yeah. It made it fit to their own narrative. I was like, that's kind of really fucked up. Yeah, it's shady. Yeah, so true crime. So good. Nice, <laughs> Yo, nice. I-, I can tell you stories that will, like, mess you up for life. You know what? I was going to say that, like, kudos to you. I mean, like, I know you like horror, and, like, you have an, a mind that's not easy to unsettle, I guess. For me, I can do horror movies because I know it's not real, but true crime stories really fucked me up because I know these these things happened. And that's, yeah. that, that was saying to you guys like a week, a few weeks ago, like that's why Hostel really got to me. Not because the movie is that hardcore, because I realized that that shit probably happens in the real world somewhere, you know? Yeah. So that, yeah, that's why like all these true crime episodes or movies you see on Netflix, you'll never catch me watching one of those. It just <laughs> freaks me out. There's one that they released about like, I, I'm sure you guys have seen it. That's like the most like famous case of like a disappearing little girl, like a girl who just vanished, I think in Europe or whatever. They made a whole uh, about her. Ma- Madeline McCain. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just watching the trailer on, you know, because, <laughs> you know, on, on Netflix, when you just like freeze on something, the trailer will auto start. <laughs> and I watched it one time, just like, uh, I guess I didn't really think about it. And the trailer alone like froze my blood in my veins. I was like, no yeah. fucking way am I watching that shit. Yeah. Ever. That one was pretty wild because, um, uh, to this day, they still had they still haven't found her. Yeah, uh, they suspected that she is dead. They said that's there. They they caught somebody recently who said that he knows that she's dead or something. So yeah. that, but the whole story was really fucked up because it took a whole twist and turns. But there was actually one recently, uh, Son of Sam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, that one was crazy because do you know the Son of Sam killer? Yeah, but I mean, I, I've. Sometimes I'll like, for example, just before we started, I saw that shit about the Norwegian thing. So I went on Wikipedia <laughs> and I, I read what happened. So I'll read what happened briefly, but then I just shoot that shit right out of my mind because it just like, <laughs> I guess so. Up. 
so so very quickly the son of sam is like the dude who went around new york and just shooting random people yeah uh and then he said that the, his dog was possessed by the devil and he made him do it yeah but then after this writer who was on the case sort of zoned out of that main story and said there's a bigger issue here he said that there's another cult cult that is i think pulling the strings that have been there since the beginning and they even i think they even sort of coincides with the uh, manson killings okay oh, wow. should... and then after some other killings but here's the most fucked up part there was some killing in a church and they never found the killer but then later I think recently in the early 2000s, the, the, the pretty much that everybody says like, oh, you're you're out of your mind. All this cult stuff doesn't exist, blah, blah, blah. OK, I think he uh, he published the book. I think he passed away. I'm not too sure. Recent how the whole documentary ends is that it's like a cop's body cam and they're going to the, some guy's house. And they're like, sir, you need to come out right now. And the, this old man is like, uh, uh, you know, like delaying. And all he hears a gunshot. The guy killed himself. They went into his house and found out, found a bunch of the artifacts and artifacts and like documents proving that this guy was right. Really? Yeah. I was so, I was like, holy shit. That's fucked up. Dude. <laughs> See, that's the kind of shit that I would stay, I would lay awake at night thinking about this shit for like a week, <laughs> you know? So and then I never I would never trust a stranger ever again. That's why I like yeah. I, I prefer to imagine that these don't really exist. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's pretty fucked up. Um, yeah, just tell me next time when we see each other, ask ask me and tell you about the Canadian true crimes. Okay, okay, oh, good. Yeah. I'll remember but not, not to do that. Yeah, let, let's move on to cheer, cheerier stuff, Max. What did you yeah. watch this week? <laughs> okay, cool. So listen, I'm so obviously um, Suicide Squad, but we'll talk about that. So other than that, I watched recently um, a few days ago. I watched The Hustle. On Netflix with Mel. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, the new movie with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Um, and it's basically like Rebel Wilson is like this, you know, two-bit cheap con woman who's just, you know, does like fake boob cons. So like she's got like 300 bucks from random strangers and bars and shit. <laughs> and at some point she decides to go big and she goes to Europe to try to score like bigger fish. And then she gets into the crosshair of like Anne Hathaway, who's like a fucking big time con artist in Europe. Uh, and then they just, you know, it's just not that there's much to spoil, but I don't want to spell out the whole movie, but it's fun to watch them interact. They basically at some point start working together, but then reluctantly, there's some competition going on. I have to say, I kind of like Rebel Wilson. I've liked her like ever since, even before she became, I guess, kind of famous now, like when she had like B, B role types in right. bigger comedies. Um, I thought she wish had like good com comedic timing and whatever. And I like her a lot in uh, Pitch Perfect where she does Fat Amy. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> I'm the mermaid on the side. Like, <laughs> so, no, I like her. And Anne Hathaway is just a great actress. However, you find it. Ellen Enchanted is a gem. Um, but um, so I watched that. I also finally watched uh, Fast Nine, um, <laughs> uh, which was interesting. <laughs> Listen, so, I do, wait, wait, do, do so if you remember my review, would you agree with me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I Actually, mean, listen... talking about Fast and Furious. Yeah. Me, Sam and my mom finally watched all the movies and we're caught up now. Oh, nice. OK, good. So now that you've watched all of them, before I talk about my expression of nine, if you have, you've just watched all of them, which one is your favorite? Which one is your favorite out nah, of all nine? I think Tokyo Drift still remains king. Yeah. <laughs> Tokyo Drift and Always. then probably five is yeah, a, a when second the rock shows up yeah yeah, yeah. that's that one's great with the with the safe right yeah 
Yeah. Uh, but no, especially now, like, because they keep making these crazy non-realistic links. Like, and now Tokyo Drift is even more like... And, Relevant, and th- yeah. <laughs> I think that's my favorite part of F9 is when you see Han meeting that kid from Tokyo Drift again. You know, he's he's out there with his two friends, like, doing this fucking rocket thing. Mm. Yeah, 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 and they they finally meet again. Like he's he's you know, and they had a really cool relationship in Tokyo Drift. And you know, he thought he was dead for X amount of years. So I like that reunion bit even more than Vin Diesel and Han. I didn't really care about that part. Um, I thought, uh, what's his face, John Cena? I thought he was interesting. I thought he was cool. I gotta say, man, I really like Charlie Theron. I think she drives the whole series from now on. I'm glad yeah. she didn't get fucked at the end. I gl- I'm glad it was a clone. I'm glad that she's gonna be, you know. Oh, by the way, Ma- Max meant a drone, not a clone. Yes, a drone. Yeah, a clone <laughs> drone. Uh, I'm glad that she's, you know, still out and about and doing her thing. I'm sure she'll be back when they go in space. Or actually, they went in space, so it's, it's not even a new <laughs> thing. It's not even a novelty anymore for them. Uh, maybe the next time they'll go to the core of the Earth. But uh, listen, it was exactly what I wanted it and expected it to be a kind of mindless, stupid, but action fest, and it was fine. I got to say, though, I'm kind of getting tired of, like, the whole, you know, all the side characters they always have the same jig you know they always say the same jokes ludicrous and they always have the same thing i like and i kind of thought it was hilarious that in this one he acknowledges that they always survive and there's like some they're like invincible or whatever because we're all thinking it watching the movie we're like oh yeah yeah like of course he's alone in a room and what is that thing that obi-wan says to anakin i've got high ground so yeah all those guys with the guns they all have high ground and yeah, he, they still, all, all he, still, yeah. he still survives. <laughs> That's so <laughs> stupid. Anyway, but at least he acknowledges it. So anyway, Fast 9, entertaining, but nothing nothing exciting that much. Uh, um, I like I like, I like like John Cena's character. I don't know. Me too, me too. I, I like John Cena overall, and we're going to oh. talk about it more later. But And um, also uh, Helen Mirren. Harold, Helen Mirren's yeah. character. She has a, <laughs> she, she's not enough in that movie. I would have wanted her to be more, but, but like I, she drives like a boss. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she flirts like a boss too. I <laughs> like that. <part. laughs> um, and then finally, I watched uh, Jungle Cruise with Mel. Um, it was super entertaining. I I liked it. Both of my friends who we just kind of chatted during my vacation, and they said they said they saw it. They were they both hated it. I thought it was pretty cool. I kind of saw it as like a tamer version of the Mummy with Brendan Fraser. Okay. Uh, like it's a little bit less actiony, a little bit less PG, a little bit more G-rated because it's Disney and it's The Rock and whatever. But um, have you guys seen it? Did it give you pirate vibes? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you've both seen it, right? No, I no. haven't seen it. You Only haven't seen it? Okay, okay. But, but you can spoil it though. I'm not. I'm not. I don't care. No, but to, I don't want to. Like maybe some <laughs> people have, won't see it, but like I, I like the fact that there was some supernatural elements to it. I did not expect that watching the trailer. Um, and yes, Tino, you're right. It did give me pirates. And it's funny because I saw, maybe you guys saw this, but there's an interview with The Rock. I think they used it to promote this movie. But he basically said in the interview that when he made Scorpion King, his first movie ever, he, yeah. went to, he, went, he went to watch it in theaters. And the first time, his first viewing of his first Hollywood movie, the trailers before the movie, one of them was Pirates Black Pearl. And nice. he saw it and he was like, oh shit, that looks fucking amazing. I wish one day. I can make a movie that looks like that. And he awesome. said that Jungle Cruise for him was him achieving that vision he had like, I don't know, fucking 20 years ago. Wow. Uh, so yes, there is a bit of pirate in that for sure. Uh, I just like their chemistry. Him and um, of course, I'm going to like her name. Yes. Emily Blunt. She's so good. She's she's super pretty. <laughs> she's But she's such a great actress. <laughs> so good. I've been praising Rachel Weisz these last couple of weeks because she's in, I've seen her a bunch of times. 
but I mean, if both of them could be in a movie, that'd be like a firehouse. I don't know. It just it'd be so good. Uh, no, entertaining. I I will say I think I liked it more than Fast Nine. If I have to pick okay. one, um, mm. but I I like that kind of cheek and tongue, tongue and cheek. Sorry, um, adventure style movies like that. So I think it was a little bit more up my alley. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that was pretty much it. And I I'm you know I'm watching the usual Parks and Recs and stuff like that, but. Those are the three bigger movies that I've watched with Suicide Squad, which we will get to after the quick news. I'll listen to it anymore, but I will. <laughs> so here's some quick news that I wrote down and you guys can comment if you want. I'm just going to rapid shoot it. But yeah. so El- 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 Elizabeth Henstridge, hopefully I'm saying this right. character, Gemma from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is returning in the MCU. She's coming back in Secret Invasion. That's awesome. Uh, I say it's her character or just her? Oh no, it's her. It's Gemma. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The character Gemma is coming from Agents of Shield, which I believe they said was not even canon. Yeah, I think at some point, which is crazy because it we know it's canon because if you've watched it, like when they fucking when Hydra takes over, like there's stuff that happens there. Right. Um, Wait, it's that that's uh, Fitzsimmons, right? The two characters. Yeah, yeah, which were my favorite after Ward. Um, so. Yeah, I'm really happy that Gemma's back. Um, the f- I've never finished Agents of Shield, so I don't really know who's left alive. I assume <laughs> Gemma's left alive. Uh, okay, but- the, show, the, the show is trash anyway, so it's okay. Oh, so rude. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't the best, but I still thought it was really cool. But yet, on Rotten Tomatoes, it consistently gets like high, high ratings every season. Yeah, man. And yet, and yet, proving our theory that Marvel pays the reviewers. <laughs> This is DC Max, fanboy no, frustration no, here. Matt, no, it's not even DC fanboy frustration. That's, that has nothing to do with it. Are you telling me, okay? Are you telling me that they hyped up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so much that it's going to be intertwined with the movies and legitimately it was, they fell so flat? That aspect of it, absolutely. Yeah, Other yeah. than the first season that coincided uh, with um, Winter Soldier, right? that one had a big impact on the show, like really big actually. It like turned one of the main characters and then, um, and by the way, that show is so fucking old. We can spoil it, right? Like, yeah, you, yeah, you guys yeah. have seen it. Yeah. Spoiler, spoiler warning. If you spoiler warning for Agents of Shield, which you know released ten years ago, but um, <laughs> I mean, that, what wasn't one of them a Hydra agent the entire time too? Or, yeah, like no? that's why. Like when you start yeah. when you start the show, season one, you've got that team at Shields, right? That's run by Coulson. One yeah. of them is a, a Hydra agent, and whenever the winter soldier happens he turns on the team he shoots a bunch of people and then he becomes like the main villain for like the first three seasons and comes back later as a, a, a freaking alien thingy so and he was still my favorite character <laughs> i liked him a lot yeah uh, um, for some for some reason marvel can't do proper abc tv shows yeah i mean listen if you compare that to like the shows that we are seeing right now on disney plus it's a different quality i'd say because right yeah. now they seem really invested in making it part of the mcu whereas before it seemed like they were tiptoeing around it not really knowing how to make it work and uh but i still thought it was enjoyable tv you know now what they were doing was just trying to capitalize on colson probably yeah colson was always a fan favorite so yeah because even if could be true could be false but i wouldn't put it past it uh josh we didn't didn't even know that colson was coming back to life really yeah no well whatever just because when but yeah, he is. But I mean, when Josh Whedon kills a character, he kills the character, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've seen this... that on, on Buffy and his other stuff. Exactly, so. Um, the next one, I think, is going to be a fi- uh, like one that you like, Mayhal. Sir Ben Kingsley confirms his return for the MCU to the MCU in Shang-Chi. <laughs> so the, the actual Mandarin, the real one. The real one. 
is actually going to be in the Ten Rings. Um, My name is Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> That's awesome, by the way. I don't know if it's going to be just like a two-minute cameo thing. I don't even care. I think it's awesome that they acknowledge the fact that they, they played everyone in Iron Man 3 with that shit. Yeah. And they're bringing him back when the actual Ten Rings are coming. That's actually awesome. Yeah, they, they needed to. There's no way they could not have him in the movie. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I agree. I'm happy they're doing it. Um, something, uh, and then some non-Marvel related things. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. There's a trailer that released a couple of days ago. I thought it was really cool, so I put it in here. It's called Night Books. And it's with, it's with Kristen Ritter, who's doing it, who basically is the actress that did Jessica Jones. And it's based on like a book. I haven't read the book, but it's basically this evil witch who like, she'll kidnap kids and bring them in her like crazy library horror, you, uh, you know, para universe. And they basically have to like escape her by tricking her into, because every night she comes at them and she's like, tell me a scary story. And if you can tell me a scary story, you know, I'll let you live, I guess it's, I don't think it's like super hardcore. So I don't think she would kill anyone, but based on the trailer anyway, but yeah, no, it looks the effects looks really cool. The story. And I just like her a lot as an actress. She won yeah. me over. Actually, she won me before Jessica Jones. I liked her in the, the bitch in apartment 23. I think it was 23, but she did like a small, <laughs> it was a small comedy TV show with um, the guy who did Dawson's Creek. What's his name? Um, fucking. Oh, I can't remember. I'm blanking guys. I did not watch Dawson's Creek. No, me neither. But like the main guy, the main character, the guy who did Dawson, basically, he's in yeah, that, that, that dude, that dude, and he's yeah. playing himself in the TV show, which is really funny. But anyway, that 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 movie looks interesting. <laughs> Clerks three is has started filming a couple. Oh weeks no ago. way! I'm so happy. Anything Kevin Smith is awesome, and anything <laughs> like I'm down for him to make new movies, right? But I like his old series so much. I like Clerks, Mallrats you know, chasing Amy, all that good stuff. So the fact that they're coming back, Clerks 2 is one of my favorite comedy of all time. And it released in 2006 when I was still working at Blockbuster. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I'm, and everyone is coming back for the third one. They posted, nice. posted a bunch of pictures. So that's going to be really cool. And uh, last but not least, I just saw today that it's confirmed that the Expendable 4s is happening. They're wow. starting to shoot next month. Uh, or in October, and but apparently they're saying that it's going to be a spinoff based about Jason Statham's character. There, I, I think the tentative title is like, like a Christmas story because his character's name is like Christmas. <laughs> so funny, I, I, I don't know what that's going to look like. But let me guys ask you, like, what is your like? We're not going to do a full expose because we want to move on to better things. But what are your overall thoughts in like a minute about the trilogy of Expendables? Were you guys thinking it was like a waste? Did you enjoy it? Or I've only ever seen the first one. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome all three of them. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I I agree. I think uh, well, Tino, did you like the first one at all? Or yeah, yeah, I thought the first one was really solid. Yeah, I for me it was just kind of like a weird dream come true. That's those movies were the Avengers before the Avengers actually right. happened. You know, like the first time they talked about doing that, I'm like, wait, wait, oh that guy, and oh shit, that guy, and that guy, <laughs> and Bruce Willis. Oh yeah. my god, <laughs> all know? these action stars together. Yeah, man, it was awesome, and. uh yeah, obviously there's there was gonna be drama around like so many like testosterone filled hot guys, um, hot heads, should I say? Also, they're pretty hot guys. But you know, I, I think like Bruce Willis wanted too much money, so they they were like "fuck you" for the third one, and they brought in Harrison Ford instead and shit like that. So it's interesting, but I'm excited to see who they would bring for the number four. Yeah, uh, that would make it uh, a little bit more I don't know new and exciting. The third one wasn't as great as the first two, I thought. But has John Cena been in this series? No. no, 
Oh, but so maybe, it, maybe, maybe him, but it would make sense also for them to get The Rock. Like The Rock wasn't in there, but you know yeah. what though? I think he might be he might be too expensive for them. Maybe <laughs> like he's yeah. like the number one star in the world right now. So they have to look to other WWE stars. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why they brought Stone Cold for the first one. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. And I think The Rock right now is he's um, he's finishing Red Notice with. Um, with uh, uh ryan reynolds and um uh, wonder woman i forget her name gal yeah yeah no. gal gadot which is you know great trio of actor and then i think he's doing black adam so nice That's yeah be, i think cool. that should be finished soon also yeah yeah i think it was either shooting them side by side or really quickly one after the other yeah um but uh both movies that i anticipate greatly same all right boys i think we will move on from the news and talk about suicide squad what was that, Mayhaw? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, guys, Suicide Squad. Um, I, I'm going to start. Yeah. Because I probably have less to say just because you guys are very eloquent when you review movies and shit. I usually just, you know, verbal diarrhea, my thoughts, and then we'll move, we'll move on. But so here's what I liked and what I not so much liked about the movie. I'll start with what I didn't whoa, like. Whoa, that whoa, much. whoa, 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 whoa. There's no, there's nothing to dislike about the movie, so I'll just say which one what you like. No, no, I'm gonna start with what I dislike, and I, if you you know if you listen to me, <laughs> you'll know that there's there isn't much I didn't like actually. I was gonna say like actually I loved most of what I saw. There's only one thing that I think I don't know. Listen, I don't read the comics, so I can't say. But it's in the comics. It was really cool. But that starfish monster was like the worst <laughs> final boss ever. Like. It was shit. <laughs> Out of, like, I want a real opponent, not a fucking giant-sized Pokemon. You know what I mean? Um, like, but other than the fact that they're battling Staryu, um, I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. Like everything else was awesome. So let me just say this: we're gonna spoil the shit out of this right off the bat. So yeah, I already I already did with the monster, though I think we see it in the in the trailer. But yeah, um, so I really liked how they. And correct me if you maybe understood this differently than I did, but I liked how they linked this movie with the old one by basically making the Suicide Squad like, okay, we're going to take a bunch of bad guys and whoever dies, we don't give a shit. We're just going to hire more bad guys. And so it made sense that um, Rick Flagg and Harley came back because they just never died in the first mission. Or we can assume that however amount of missions there were, before or between the old movie and the new one they are the only ones that really survived and will smith's dead and everyone's dead yeah and then so i like that they explain that without explaining it with the first 15 minutes of the movie where they basically <laughs> take the full b team full of awesome actors and i'm like oh my god this is gonna be so cool and they all fucking die horribly <laughs> within the first five minutes and i, I remember i was i watched it with mel um in the theater obviously and i remember turning to her i'm like told her, i'm like what the fuck where's every like what's gonna be the rest of the movie but then i remembered okay well yeah the other ones that we see in the trailer aren't there so there's probably another team somewhere um but i was very disappointed that we don't get to see more of um weasel i liked him uh and i don't remember all their names the guy with the spear was like kind of boring though he gives his spear just to harley um the, uh nathan fillion i would have liked to see more of him yeah um, so I like that aspect. The fact that, okay, I watched the movie and I understand how it fits in the same universe as the one with Will Smith, right? Um, it's not like it's a soft reboot or whatever. It's basically a sequel the way I understood it anyway. 
Uh, Viola Davis is as um, loathsome as ever. Amazing actress, but holy shit, I hate her in those movies. Um, <laughs> but she, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, and um, John Cena, a highlight of a movie for me. We were talking <laughs> about him before in F9. He was great in F9, but in that movie, this movie and Suicide Squad, he stole the show for me. Yeah. I, I liked him more than uh, Mr. Elba. Um, what? Yeah, Elba's awesome, dude. But I like John Cena's character more. Um, oh his monologue about how he would just eat a bunch of a beach full of dicks to save the world or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's just, that's pure gold. Um, but I also liked, I like that he's a betrayer. Like, I liked that he basically turned on everyone. I also like that he's probably alive, like, as we see in the after credit scene. Um, no, he is, a, he, he is alive. He's getting his yeah, own Yeah, he is show. alive. Exactly. Oh, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know the TV show thing. Which, that was, So that's awesome. Uh, because, and I kind of don't hate him. Like, I, he's a bad, like, he's not a bad guy. He's just so hardcore. He's like Captain America. If Captain America was willing to kill a bunch of innocent people if he wanted to do the righteous thing. You know what I mean? Like Right. He, Wait, so he's pretty much Captain America if Captain America had balls? If he had no sense of real justice, you know, right? Testicles have no no saying here, sir. Uh, America had balls. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, continue. (laughs) And then, so I I like the whole bit where they get into the camp and they literally kill everyone. And at the end, there she's like, "Oh, those are the rebels. Where's my team?" (laughs) That was amazing. Amazing bit. And uh, he just walks casually next to a guy who's walking and just hacks him up in the stomach like twenty times. It's just oh yeah, that 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 scene was. Yeah, Blissful. a lot of a lot of really good shots there. So, um, and the banter between all of them was really cool. I liked Harley a lot. I know some people online were like, "Oh, they underutilized her," blah blah blah. But I thought she was there. Her scenes were really good. I like how she just had sex with that dude and just shot him after because she's <laughs> like, "Oh, I promised myself I would never like be with a guy who said mean things or terrible things." And you killing a bunch of kids is probably terrible and whatever. So that was cool. Um, again, the end was a bit eh. If if John Cena didn't turn, the end would have been shit for me. Um, the fact that he turned, it added more spice to it. Um, the shark is cool. The shark is basically the Hulk. Like at the end, no, Elba no, is basically doing like, okay, you smash, but instead of smash, he goes num num, right? So yeah, num num. So, um, it was yeah, yeah, great. I lo- I liked Polka Dot Man a lot. I was sad that he died. I would have liked to see him in a sequel. Definitely, um, his power and the whole mom thing was fucking hilarious. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so listen, I would give that one a strong, I probably 8.5, if not 9 out of 10. I just wasn't crazy about the whole starfish dude. Um, but because um, I, I find the final boss fight was like super quick. Like the rats came in to save the day. Harley jumped and, you know, it died. Like, whereas when they fought Thanos, for example, like mm-hmm. never mind the armies, like at the end of Infinity War, there's just like they're duking it out fist with fist and the powers of the stones and like that shit was like a good final boss the starfish not so much but the entire <laughs> movie was really 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 cool okay i'm gonna stop talking now and mayhal how about you give me your thoughts mayhal for oh, the sorry. defense <laughs> oh no i mean i, I like sorrow as the final villain because the whole point of the movie is just not to give a fuck so of course having having a giant starfish is kind of funny yeah. but uh i mean this is Again, your point of uh, in the comics, but Starro is pretty uh, is a pretty formidable uh, opponent in the comics. I th- I'm not sure exactly in which in which version, which comic. But I know he somehow amasses an army that like 
I think at some point even takes takes over the Justice League. Mm-hmm. I think that's really? actually the first issue that he appears in. Yeah. So like, if you th- but if you actually think about it, he's actually pretty fucking scary. The fact that he can just control. Yes. God knows how many people. Yeah, I've said it's... it when we talked about um, Kilgrave. Uh, mind control powers are always scary, right? So yeah. that bit was. Thank God he had those drones, because if not, it would have been just a squishy thing. I just want to do a quick thing. I forgot to mention it completely, but I wrote it down. Ratcatcher two was amazing. I love her. I I love her like person. Sebastian. I, Sebastian. Yeah, Sebastian. The fact that it was a real rat is the kind of mind blowing. No CGI yeah. involved yeah. apparently. And um, I also like that scene where she talks about her dad. Kind of made me well up a little bit in a movie where it's just a bunch of people saying talking about dicks and shooting people in the face i thought it was interesting <laughs> that they got to give me that kind of emotion uh sorry for cutting in the go ahead now also yeah cutting into that just random taika watiti appearance yeah oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was great just random like all right cool but no uh no i liked the movie a lot uh like like i said the whole first 10 minutes of the movie was just so funny they're like yeah, the first movie sucked. Let's just destroy every every known connection except for the two most uh, popular things. And yeah, we'll go from there. Like Captain Boomerang just got his shit blown up. Yep. Like <laughs> what yeah. else? Yeah. Big time. I think I think he was the only person who came back from this first one, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Who wasn't like not Harley or Rick Flag? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, they're just like a it's like it's a good way to do a reboot. A yeah. Reboot sequel. The besides for that, the movie I I found the movie really well. It was well paced. Um, the small like the small things here and there, like the whole heart. Actually, no, not small thing. Harley's escape scenes are always fucking awesome. Her yeah. action sequences are amazing. Her like that, and even the Birds of Prey, uh, sequence. Did you watch that? Yeah, you know the the one in the prison. Uh, it's been a while. I think uh, that's the movie with the, it's the whole girl team, right? Yeah, yeah, with Black Canary and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it one time when it first released. I don't remember much of it though. I don't uh, think it no, was my favorite. There was a cool uh, scene where she goes into the prison and just fuck shit up. <laughs> nice, but it's same thing in this one. Like she goes crazy. But yeah. what I like about it is that they have a hard R rating for this one, which has helped yeah. a lot. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then what else? I like oh, uh, that scene where Idris and uh, Peacemaker are just having a shoot off. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that I can't. We have to mention that scene twice. It's just too funny. Like just casually walking, looking at each other, and they're just like, ah, oh, how can I kill this guy? Boom! How can I kill this guy? Boom! Yeah, <laughs> that's why they were working that rivalry right from the get go. Even down to the fact that Violet Davis introduced them both with the same like phrase, like too badass and like their oh, yeah. dads or whatever and and he's like didn't you say you wanted diverse people on the team this guy's the same fucking guy as me and then <laughs> so yeah i, I and I, I, oh there was a random batman villain for some reason i don't know why uh remember when they're in the prison and they're talking about polka dot man and uh, max you may know even tino you may know him uh sean gunn his brother the brother well, yeah, yeah yeah of course yeah 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 he, that that bald dude, yeah. he's actually the he's actually a Batman villain, the Calendar Man. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. I thought, so, I thought he was just a random villain because like Sean wanted to like he wanted to bring his uh, James wanted to put his brother in the movie other than the CGI parts because he always does the CGI for Raccoon and Weasel and everything. But yeah, you know, Calendar Man, he yeah. he's he's a villain who kills every month but on a specific holiday. Interesting. 
Damn. So like on in, in February, February would be Valentine's Day. March would be St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, in, in one of the Arkham games, he's in prison. And there's one trophy where you have to visit him every day on a holiday for the year. So it's a year-long <laughs> oh, shit. trophy. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Let me just uh, forward the time on the PS. PS yeah, PS3 I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Wait, all holidays? Like... Uh... Ramadan, Yom. Kippur. No, no, no. I, I think like they, the main, they pick main one holidays. per month. I yeah. Okay. Saint <laughs> Jean. Yeah. Probably not. Oh my god. Imagine. Yeah. But no. Uh, I liked the movie a lot. Sam liked the movie a lot too. My mom liked it too. Nice. Uh, what What else was there to talk about the movie? So let me Our, like. So did you? I'm assuming you liked it better than the first one. Oh yeah, but you okay. know what? The first the first one I liked. Yeah. But I I as much as it's gonna sound really, you know redundant to say i really do want them to release the non-studio version of suicide squad yeah yeah we talked about it the last <laughs> time on the podcast i agree with you i'd like to see his his real vision yeah yeah so but, what were you gonna say uh no 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 just my curiosity was like because i've seen some people online really defend the first one and again i don't think any any one of us three here really hated the first one i think we all went to see it together as i recall and we all came out saying it was fun but like you drop that movie in the middle of a 10 years of MCU awesomeness. It's hard not to compare, right? So yeah. it's hard not to compare any any superhero movies, whether it's DC or Marvel. Like we make fun, you know, one versus the other. But whenever there's a movie, whether it's DC or Marvel, I'll compare it to whatever else is released recently, at least, if not ever. Like anytime there's a big mashup, it's it'll be hard not to compare it to Endgame. You know what I mean? Like before it was like uh, the first Avengers, I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of like the bar that's been set for, you know, gang up movies or whatever. So um, it's hard to compare. So when the first one came out, we were like, oh, it's fun. But compared to, I don't know when it came out, but probably around like Civil War, compared to Civil War, eh, not as great. Um, this one though, I think it, it competes well with a lot of Marvel movies. Like the fact that it's basically a, a team up from the start they were quick to establish the relationship. So obviously you're not necessarily as attached to the characters as maybe you were with the MCU, whatever, but. But I think um, that's the whole, that's just what I like. Sorry to cut in, but that's what okay. I liked about this, this version of uh, suicide squad is like, and I think even Tino, you mentioned is the one thing you don't like about it. It's like, yeah, they're, they're they have, it's, it sucks to say, but none of them have any meaning. Yeah. That <laughs> they're meant to be li- like liable. Like eh, if they die, <laughs> yeah. If they die, they die. You know, you yeah. move on to the next one, which I think which is pretty much the whole point of the movie and something they sort of didn't really hit on in like the first one. And this one yeah. you can tell from right from the get-go, like, uh, he's dead. Mm, shit. Well, mm, let's move on. Yeah, I didn't think Michael <laughs> Worker was gonna die in the first five minutes. He's like uh he's like James Gunn's baby, you know. Like I was like, oh, he's gonna be like part of the team, like the whole way and, and no. No, no, um, he, he, but he panicked. <laughs> he panicked, yeah, which is funny. I like the, I like that rhetoric. I like the fact that let's say there's five Suicide Squad movies after this one. I like that we'll never know this the, the roster, right? Like with the MCU, you know who's going to be there because no one ever really dies um, unless maybe it's after a ten year epic, and then um, you, we they build a team from movie to movie. And these yeah. guys, you maybe I'm sure we'll see. I'm not even that sure, but I assume we'll see. Idris Elba and Harley, Rick Flag's dead, so he's not coming back. Uh, Weasel is alive for some reason, so maybe we'll see him <laughs> pop up. Fucking terrifying, dude. Uh, that shit. I I, I kind of want, I, but I do want him in the movie. I would want him to do more. Um, but yeah, no, I like that whole concept of we'll never know who's going to be on the team. They might all die. They might not. 
but every movie is going to be a different roster. It's always going to be a silly mission to hunt down some giant star you or something like that. So <laughs> I'm down. But Tino, why don't you cut in and tell us what you thought, like what you liked, what you disliked a little bit. Yeah, I, I shared with Mayhal kind of a little bit afterwards kind of my initial reaction. And like you said, like, I think I have a hard time with the franchise of Suicide Squad because they don't, like, you're not meant to, like, build a connection with these characters. You know what I mean? Like, they're all meant to be expendable, so to say. And, like, you're not, they don't build them up as characters that you grow attachments to. And I think, honestly, like, after hearing you two speak, that was something that they fixed in this one because, I found like the first one, the main reason why I really did not enjoy the first one, like, like we said, it was fine, but I was bored throughout it. And that was because like, they literally spent, I think the first half of the runtime doing mini bios on each individual member that she was recruiting. And then the last little bit was like, okay, a bit of like, throw them in the playground together, have some interactions, and then let's just go fight random ent- enchantress or yeah. whatever, you know? Whereas with this one, I, I liked that it was, that was something I was wary about. I'm like, oh my God, a whole new roster. Like, hope we don't have to go through this all over again in one movie. But it was, no, it was it was honestly the best way they could have done it by like killing off everyone. It set the tone that anyone is expendable. Anyone can go. Don't yeah. form attachment to these characters, except of course, like Harley, who you know is like the the one that they want to protect. The queen all. of DC. Queen. I think she might even be more important than Wonder Woman to their universe at this point. I think so. I'm not a fan of Harley. I just don't, I don't get her character. Yeah. It doesn't jive with me, but, but I like the I actress, think, but yeah, but I know a lot of people love, love, love Harley. And I think that Margot Robbie and does a great Harley, you no, know? Uh, sorry. Uh, like that's one thing actually I forgot to mention. I think James Gunn did a really good job encapsulating Harley's character. Yeah, I think so. Cause he, I read that he didn't actually watch uh, birds of prey. Yeah. So so this so this was his like own take on Harley, which I honestly I didn't even know that because it seems like he followed like Harley's character through Birds of Prey, but the fact that he didn't even watch it, this is his own take on the Harley character, which is really cool. Yeah, I dug yeah. it. The thing about Harley's character that I always have hard hard time with is like not not like the whininess, but I guess it's like that clownishness to it. The, oh, Mr. J and this and that. It's- like, it's the overacting yeah the overacting yeah. for me you know yeah. it, it just doesn't drive jive with me but i have to say in this movie it was like a lot better done than i found in like birds of prey or even the first suicide squad i i found it a bit more seamless the team in in overall i found just worked so much better like the core team we followed throughout the film yeah um i loved the like- rivalry between idris elba's character <laughs> and John Cena's and I have to agree I think for me like the highlight of the movie even like it even overshadowed the final fight whatever with Staryu was the the shootout in that town in that little rebel camp or whatever that for me was the highlight yeah I think uh and when you were talking about um just before about being worried about you know the first movie took a long time to introduce I think that's just the James Gunn magic man yeah that's why they brought him in and that's what he does whatever you want whatever else you want you may think about him at his job he's proven times and times again especially in the recent years even before that if you watch his old shit but he's really good he's good good pacing he's yeah, good I mean- he's a good storyteller and he proved it in this one by making us like i didn't care about um i don't even know what his name is elba what's his name what's his character bloodsport bloodsport there you go and then peacemaker i think right 
Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I didn't care all that much about Bloodsport and Peacemaker as much as I did for Tony and, and Steve, right? But right. I still, in 15 minutes of them interacting on that beach and in that first forest where they're going to that camp, I was still digging. I'm like, all right, cool. I can follow these characters around for a bit. Well, let's see where this goes, you know? And that's like the James Gunn magic. That first 15 minutes of like Suicide Squad is everyone will die, probably. <laughs> and here's how it's going to happen. And it's very bloody. So yeah. again, that was James Gunn being like, forget everything you thought you knew about Suicide Squad. There ain't no fucking Enchantress here. Like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be gruesome and quick and fast. And I dug it. I think I think it was the way to go. And if they ever decide to make a sequel, they need to bring him back. I'd be worried if they ever decided to try someone else's vision. It yeah. might turn out well. I would trust him to do the second one for sure. Yeah, I agree. Once he's done with Guardians, I assume, because he's probably knee deep in that right now. Oh, uh, so. t- talking about Margot Robbie's awesomeness, you know that scene where she's uh, strung up? Yeah, yeah, apparently that was done in one take, right? He's like, oh, she actually grabbed it with her toes yeah, and unlocked that, it. That, yeah, that was actually her. I was like, yeah. holy shit. Oh, no very, way. very limber. Yeah, the fact that she had, like put her legs up and I, I'm like, oh, how? How? I can't yeah. even like, <laughs> I, I can't even lift my arm above my head. How the fuck is yeah. she lifting her entire legs? <laughs> I can't, I keep talking about scissor kicking people, but I wouldn't be able to like lift my leg up to my waist. So um, <laughs> <Exactly>. it's <laughs> that's, uh, super impressive. And again, probably trained for that just to be like an overall really good actress or she's just super limber. So wait, so, so now that you've actually seen some of the DC movies, where would you rank this in terms of your DC checklist? Um, Probably as, uh, as high as like, this might be my favorite DC movie other than maybe the first Wonder Woman, which was really good. I liked it a lot. I also, I will say, I keep forgetting it whenever we talk about DC, but I will say this. I really liked Men of Steel because. Oh, so good. You know, he like that. The whole movie was really good. I love, I love Superman in that one. Lex Luthor was great. I absolutely adored Kevin Costner as his dad. Uh, I totally believed um, their relationship and everything. So that really got me. Uh, but um, so Men of Steel, really good. Though the Wonder Woman and the second Suicide Squad are definitely higher than that, though. But this might be my favorite DC movie so far. Like, um, I haven't seen Wonder Woman 2, to be fair. Damn, so for real? Know. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen, wow. uh, I know we talked about it two weeks ago, but I haven't seen The Joker either. Uh, so it's hard for me to judge because I know these two are like high up in the, the DC spheres, you know. I heard that Wonder Woman 2 was generally viewed as lesser than the first one. So I would be surprised that it would rank it higher than the first or this Suicide Squad. Right. Um, but uh, no, it's probably one of the highest right now. This was super entertaining. This felt like DC made by Marvel. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> I, I like that. And th- like, I, I oh mean, if, if they could do a Suicide Squad movie with Deadpool, it would be <laughs> so fucking good. It's never going to happen. But I'm just saying it would be so awesome. And I'm very excited to see, like, I like R-rated stuff, you know? So I, I'm excited to see if Disney will be will be uh, audacious enough in their R ratings to really let Deadpool 3 be whatever it can be. Because I feel like now Suicide Squad is probably the main competitor in terms of superhero rated R-ness to Deadpool. Deadpool is the only real Marvel property where they can be as bloody and as crass as they want. They were anyway before in one and two. So we'll see what that's going to be like in the third one now that Disney owns it. But I feel like they, if I'm whoever replaced Bob Eager as a CEO of Disney, 
and I'm watching Suicide Squad, even though apparently it didn't do that well at the theater, but we can talk about a little bit about that after. But um, I, I would still be like, oh shit, like it's doing well. People are loving that movie. Maybe we should like make sure Deadpool 3, our own R-rated superhero franchise is all that it can be and not tied down with our Disney fake family-ness. <laughs> oh, because the mouse isn't always as friendly as people think. Um, I don't. I don't know when Deadpool was ever geared towards children. You know what I mean? Like, I guess it's just the toys that came maybe. out with like, the marketing materials <laughs> surrounding the film. But I don't know when it was ever geared. Like, I don't know never. if I was a, if I was a kid. My kid, my parent would never take me to that movie if I was like. Of a course not. Child, you know. No, my kids have not. Well, I actually, my kids have seen both Deadpool movies. But you know why? It's because they watched it when they went to their their aunts. Right. Who's not the best babysitter? Let me just put it mildly. <laughs> and they, were, she was just like, "Oh, have you guys watched Deadpool? It's really funny." And they were like, "No, isn't it violent?" She's like, "Oh, not that much." And then they watched the both of them back to back. And uh, Alexi was eight at the time, and I was so mad. <laughs> Honestly, so, there's just for me, there's no reason to really like absorb Deadpool within like any of the MCU. Like, throw in some Easter eggs. Like, throw in maybe if you want cameos from other MCU members in like yeah. R- in R-rated Deadpool three for like the fat for like the adult fans of the MCU, but there's no re- for me there's no I don't see a reason for there to be the other way around unless if they want to maybe throw the character in as kind of like the new Stanley cameo, but there's maybe, no reason or like to the character to kids if they ever wanted like I remember there was one of the X Men the one where they go back in time or whatever and they yeah. actually that movie was like PG but at some point they walk into a bar. Wolverine sitting there and he just says, get the fuck out of here. And no, they, yeah, he, that, right? that's the, that's the P yeah. He says fuck off, but that's the PG, yeah. uh, that's the PG rating. You're allowed one F word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but I'm, I would even, I'm not sure Disney rating a PG movie would actually use that F word. Right. So, right. um, if they, if they want to use that one F word for a Deadpool cameo, go for it. But if not, I would be inclined to agree with you, Tino. I would want to keep it. Let's just keep Deadpool in, inside his own thing within the MCU and ha- bring people in. I um, have them swear. You know what I mean? That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And I mean, I, anyway, we'll see where we get there. Um, guys, before we finish, I kind of want to just get your take on this whole um, Black Widow versus Disney thing. Isn't that fucking crazy? <laughs> but uh, t- tell me what you think. You have a lot of thoughts on that. Well, tell me. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, me and Tino have been talking about it for like since that whole thing popped up. Because, like, I think it's just it's it's pretty wild. Like, even just recently, I think what I think Kevin Feige even called uh, Shang Chi an experiment. Like, uh, it wasn't Kevin Feige; it was someone else. It was the it was the guy who replaced Bob Eager as CEO of Disney. Uh, Fuck that asses, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. yeah, but like you know, stuff like that. Like, at the end of the day, the thing is, it sucks because. At the end of the day, they make the money either way, right? Yeah. Yes. But in terms of theater-wise, theaters get royally fucked over both ways, and it affects the movies and the theater. And like Suicide Squad is a perfect example. They released it day one on HBO Max, right? Yeah. So how many people, were, especially with Delta going on right now too, how many people would actually go to the theaters? Yeah. So most people watch it at home. And so that's why it didn't do well in uh, – Theaters, Theater, but yeah. apparently in HBO Max, it fucking ripped. Apparently, did of a course. lot of numbers. Yeah. Of course, and it's kind of sucks because we don't have HBO Max here. Yeah. Now think about it. HBO Max is ten dollars or eight dollars a month. 
Yeah. I know you can get HBO Max through Crave. I got it for a little bit, but it's it costs 20 bucks per month to get because you got to get Crave first and, and you and slap HBO, on. Yeah. yeah so HBO, it, it's yeah. about it comes to 20 plus tax, I think, per month. So that's a lot. Oh, but was Suicide Squad on the channel? Oh, I mean, I I I don't have it now. I only got it for a week to get to see the friends thing and then I canceled. So yeah, because <laughs> I don't th- I, I don't think we get the day one uh stuff right away. Maybe I don't think I don't, we do, kinda, no. Because I remember no, I tried doing the same thing for Wonder Woman back in December, and yeah. uh, it wasn't on Canadian Crave. Instead, I had to find it through Cineplex or Amazon Prime had it at the time. Yeah, we, yeah. we, have, to, we have to rent movies here. We don't get it uh, for $10 a month, which yeah. is shitty. But my, but yeah. my problem with the whole thing is more the theaters, like you, Mayhel. Like, I think it's just shitty to cut out the theaters out of part of the action. I think it's important to have like an exclusive window for releases like okay if you want to bring it down from 90 days like who's buying dvds anymore so if you want to bring <laughs> it down from three months to now they're trying 45 days with shang chi fine like the theaters make the bulk of their money anyways in terms of concessions and stuff within that yeah. first 45 days so even if we bring it down to that it's something i just think releasing it simultaneously is stupid you're cutting out an entire you're, you're cutting out the people that do a lot of the promoting for, of the movie for you that are basically like in your communities, you know, engaging with your communities around there. Like, I don't know, for me, maybe I just have a sentimental attachment to theaters because like we go to them, it's like an outing. It's a place where we congregate. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. But for me to, for like, for studios to just cut out theaters entirely, just to like have a more, have more of a pipeline directly to consumers. Like, I feel like we're going back in time, like not to get historical, but like they, they put a law against this in the past and like to circumvent it now, just because they're streaming. I'm like, ugh, we need yeah. to do something about it. <laughs> so if I understand correctly, you don't really feel bad for Scarlett Johansson. No, I, I feel bad for her in the sense that like, I think actors are obviously also getting cut out at fit, but Netflix, if I read correctly, Netflix is actually really, really good towards its talent um, in terms of like their contracts. And I think that's really just because Netflix has had years to kind of develop that. Yeah. And they're basically 90% of what they their content is strictly on their streaming platform. They're not trying to tap into both markets. Whereas yeah. I think like Disney and maybe some of the others let's just look at disney i think they're not really they don't really know how to like gauge the streaming thing they're like do we do we pay people more on the metrics of streaming platforms or theaters like where can we basically i think cheap out the most so that for me for talent wise i i do feel for them still and i kind of worry that there there could be like a reckoning coming over the few years if they don't rectify this soon like remember like in 2007 i think there was like the the writer's, the writer's strike, strike. Yeah, yeah like in the middle of that. lost damn it yes i remember that we lost half a season <laughs> of lost exactly so i mean i i would worry about some like actors going on strike screenwriters going on strike because at the end of the day it affects everyone who works on the film but these people like the presidents of like disney and stuff like that or like the the boards they're only interested in like their bottom line they're not even interested in like what kevin faggy and the whole marvel team are worrying about or like if it offends their talent like for me it was also that that statement they issued against scarlett johansson i found it kind of very personal and they kind of oh villainized God, yeah. success. The, the fact that, well i think the fact that david said oh i don't know why she's complaining there's a yeah. global pan- there, there's a global pandemic happening the fact that you even say global pandemic you're automatically in the wrong because first of all you're fucking opening up disney world for like unlimited yeah, exactly. capacity so shut, shut the fuck up yeah you can't even yeah. use that as an excuse I think, uh, and the fact that 
it's just they they it came out that they're they cut all ties with her including a movie that was in pre-prod that she was supposed to be and i forget the title but they just yeah. canceled the whole thing they were like fuck it we're not doing anything with her anymore and that kind of sucks and that i mean we're getting in deep now so i don't want to do you know we're running out of time but i'm just like that's why i think these big conglomerates who are buying everything not the best you know yeah. we see it with disney in the entertainment world we see it with tencent in the video game world um at some point when one entity owns everything they can do whatever the fuck they, they want and there's no reckoning because i'm pissed at disney for doing this but i'm still gonna watch shanji in the theaters you know what i mean like yeah. i won the product i'm probably not gonna play diablo 4 because <laughs> i don't you know like i i will try to take a stance and put my my uh money where my mouth is and not support activision blizzard for now yeah. But that's that you know there are different ways you can try to support these things. But I, at the end of the day, Disney puts out so much content, and so many people that touch that content, so many creators have nothing to do with that decision to screw over theaters and Scarlett Johansson and um, Emma Stone because also she got the same deal, the same shaft for Cruella. Um, but she doesn't seem to mind that much. It's funny because she said she was also maybe thinking about suing, yeah. and then a week later it came out that she's signed on to do Cruella too. So I guess they they worked it out. But um, so anyway, that's we'll see. Like the the mouse is everywhere. For me, the pro for me, just to add in one last thing, like the problem isn't even so much like us three. Like we're super fans, whatever. Like we're gonna we went to Black Widow, you know, and like my sister too. Like she when she went over to her boyfriend's house, her family they weren't gonna go to the theater, but they bought access to it and like the five of them sat around the tv and watched it okay it was cheaper than buying the tickets either way but they still paid for it for me what worries me more is like it's just too easy to pirate streamed content you know oh, what i mean oh, dude, dude. Uh, imagine it's day one day you, one yeah. it's on there <laughs> you, you get a 1080p copy right away yeah, yeah. so it's like people who want to save money look I'm, I'm everyone wants to save money but at the same time like if you want end game level um like bring on 20 AAA actors and like yeah. big, big cinematography and big effects and a bombastic score and all everything that made Endgame what it was all those years building up to it. Like if you're not willing to go in and support these titles, like you're just going to see and, and the revenues are not there. Those billion dollar revenues aren't there. You're just going to see the quality dropping out of the movies that you love. So yeah, at the end of the day, it's just, it's your enjoyment that's going to hurt. Yeah. And I think it's true. Like it's even more true when we're talking about small either producer or small 100 you know, in the video game world like i like buying indies that are created by teams i love even if i'm not playing on miss necessarily like playing it right now because i know that at some point i want to support those guys yeah. disney listen i don't feel like disney needs my 20, 10 bucks to make enough money to make the next avenger great but i still agree that ev everyone that's salary uh, depends on disney making yeah. money and the bonuses and everything i i'd still watch it like listen I saw it available online, um, Suicide Squad, before I went to the theater. I still went to the theater with Mel because yeah. the experience is fun. And yeah, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm cool supporting the people who made it. Um, but uh, you're right. It is way too easy. And it might be tempting one day to just say, fuck it. It's raining outside. You know, we'll just download <laughs> it. So they need to be careful about that as well in, in the future. All right, boys, I think that's going to be it for today. That was a, a chunky one for episode number 10, but a lot of fun. I'm super glad we came back to do this uh we'll see people in two weeks from now and we're gonna for the fall we're gonna move into a bi-weekly uh schedule just because we all have tons of stuff coming school starting work ramping up um you know whatever mayhouse doing at night and then we <laughs> will we will uh be back in two weeks thank you for listening to us all the way to the end whoever is still with us at this time 
Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts? Nope. I think I've said my piece on the House of Mouse. Yeah, fuck the mouse. <laughs> there you go. Watch you his, heard... but, but I'll go watch his movies. Yeah, exactly. I won't, I, I, won't, I won't be happy about it, though. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Fuck the mouse, yeah. but we will watch their content and eat their cheese, as they say. <laughs> Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Peace. Bye, Bye. guys.